Podcast. You might need to self-actualize first and become autonomous. You might need to express some of your anger to speak your truth, right? You might need to bring in some body awareness to work out where it's holding in the system. And you might, might first need to accept so you can release some unforgiveness with either yourself or the person that you're connecting to. So you can see how these all tie together here. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, powerful spiritual beings, powerful, loving spiritual beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. This is your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression where I, your host Harrison, set the loving intention to nurture the space needed to pull back the layers and dive into these said layers, restricting health, alignment and love. And you've found yourself on another solo episode with me and myself, with just me here, breaking down some more natural holistic and intuitive healing subjects. And today's topic of discussion are the seven A's of healing. Something that if you've heard me speak about before, maybe on social media, maybe on Clubhouse, you've heard me refer to a lot of times. So today in this episode, I'm going to break down these seven A's of healing, how they apply to you, what they mean, and how we can use them as individuals and ultimately as a collective to rise and ascend together. But before I get to that, I just want to express some gratitude and some love. I hope you're enjoying all the episodes I've been putting out. I've been on quite a roll and uh, the podcast is building week to week. So I just, I love you very much. I hope you're getting value. Uh, If you get value out of this episode today, remember you can do two very powerful things for me. You can share this episode with a loved one that you think it can, that you think can give them some support, some love, some insight. And you can also leave a review at the bottom of the screen. If you're listening on Apple or the top of the screen, if you're listening on your spot, your Spotify podcast player, I want to now give you a little bit of a, Uh, prompt here that if you enjoy these shows, then you'll love being on my newsletter and my weekly newsletter where I promote these episodes and I make sure you're the first to find out when new episodes are released. When you join my newsletter, you also will be getting some free self-love freebies and tools. As if you go to Harrison Ma, that's Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R.com slash learn dash more slash learn dash more, you can sign up for my newsletter and get your freebies and be up to date with these powerful episodes. Ahead in this show, because you know I like to really respect your beautiful energy, your time. And like I do in most episodes, I want to give you now what is ahead, like I just mentioned, what is ahead in this episode. So a brief overview, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down what, what these seven A's are, the seven A's of healing why they're so important. The, just to summarize them, there's acceptance, awareness, anger, autonomy, attachment, assertion, and affirmation, how we can apply them to our lives, what are some practical to-do lists around these, and really get into all things, emotions, inner child, attachment styles, God, and so much more in relation to them. So that's what's ahead. Stay tuned, and we'll begin momentarily. Finally, before I get into this chat, I want to, as always here on these shows, 
pull out a beautiful review that someone has left me for this podcast, much like you can do. And this review today is from the powerful and beautiful Marlon. Marlon, if you're listening, I love you very much. And the review is as follows. Thank you, Harrison. I met you on Clubhouse about a year ago, and I'm so happy I did. You're one of a few people I've met in my virtual world that I deeply connect with. The way you speak about everything from the holistic to the spiritual and everything in between is just what I want to know. And it's done with unconditional love, naturally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Marlon, it's my pleasure. And I'm so happy that you get so much value out of the things I give the world, because that is really why I'm here, right? That is why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. So thank you for your review. If you, again, would love to leave a review, you can leave it at the bottom of the page in Apple, top of the page of Spotify. And remember when you do that, it really helps the show. It really helps expand the show to not help you get more information, right? But help the people that might need it out there. So with all that foundation set, thank you for listening to this intro. Thank you for listening to my beautiful requests. Let's now get into what you're here to listen to. All right. So I'm going to start this chat with, I'm going to point you in the direction of what inspired this conversation, right? And this, these seven A's are from the, the powerful mind that, that is Mr. Gabor Mate and his book, called when the body says no. So I would, I would firstly, I just want to set the foundation here that I'm building on his loving insights and wisdom, I'm adding in my perception, my perspective, my experience on top of this, but really go check out that book as it is. It was really pivotal for me to really connect into this and I'm sure it would be pivotal for you. But with that sort of set now, and maybe you could have that resource open as we're going into these and I share my views on this. We're now going to break each of them down and explain what the importance is. And I'm going to start with the first one here naturally. And the first A, and I would, you know, just so people are aware, I would actually say these are in order of importance, in my opinion. They they are significant. And as you start to see and tune into them, you'll feel your own resonance to them. And maybe some will be more applicable to you than others. But I really, I really feel that across your healing journey, right, across all things, mental healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, physical healing, these, these healing aspects really apply in the order that they do. They're really powerful in giving your power back, right? They make you feel sovereign again, right? They remind you that while it is important to go see doctors, therapists, practitioners, coaches, all of the beautiful people out there helping, you also have this power inside of you to heal, right? We all have this natural state of homeostasis, health and balance waiting to be unlocked and remembered within us. And it's really these, these seven A's that can remind us of that, right? They move us. This is another why I think they're so important, right? They move us from being the victim, right? Seeing that we live in a universe where everything's happening to us, to being the healer, being the expander, being the, the unlimited being full of potential that in reality is what you are. You move from that victim archetype to the healer, right? To the person that is here to step into your beautiful truth. The other sort of reason here before I jump to the first A, why I think this is important, these, these, these tools, is because they are tools. <laughs> they are very abstract mental tools in many ways, 
but you can apply them very practically and you'll see, you'll see how, when I start going through them all, but I think at the end of the day, I have a lot of people that come to me and they ask me, okay, what are the tools I need here across my, they maybe understand practical tools from a physical perspective, but they don't understand tools from a mental, emotional, and spiritual perspective. And these A's are just that they're tools that we can apply to these often esoteric and abstract realms of healing. All right. So just a, just a brief little overview there of why, before I jump into the first A here of how these can be important, why I, I really love to speak about them and, uh, you know, how you can set this foundation now going into them. So the first A that I'm going to cover here is acceptance. And acceptance seems very basic in its nature, but I would ask you, what are you doing if you're not accepting? You cannot you cannot change what you do not first accept. When we accept something, we're not accepting it for it to be our future. It's not like we're accepting it again and dropping into that victim mindset. No, we're accepting it in the moment so we can make a direction shift. We're accepting in the moment so we're no longer suppressing. We're no longer ignoring. We're no longer pretending that that trauma, that that pain, that that choice that we made in our relationship, that that you know discussion that we might have had, that that experience that we we leaned into, it it happened. It's there. It's very real. But now we're accepting, so we can take a step forward. We could also apply to acceptance the idea of the shadow. Right, the shadow when we accept. Our shadow elements, remember our shadow elements are also the things that we don't suppress. The example I give is, let's say that I am a gay man or a gay woman and I have, for whatever reason, grown up in a childhood in a childhood where I had a family, a culture, a religion, some friends that told me not to express that beautiful element of my sexual identity. That is my shadow, right? When I'm not accepting that shadow element, it's not going away because it's an intrinsic part of what I am, but it's still there. And it wants to be brought into the light. So when we accept, we now start integrating our shadow elements into the light. We're also now, for those spiritually inclined, which I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> for those spiritually inclined, when we start connecting to higher realms of consciousness and we want to bring in a higher divine truth, once we've now accepted our shadows and the things that we're suppressing, we can now share this divine truth without any, without any smudges, without any, anything's filt being filtered through, right? So if I'm holding on to uh, suppressing an emotion of anger or emotion of shame or emotion of guilt, then anything I channel that is divinely, you know, higher consciousness, it's going to be filtered through that guilt and shame that I haven't accepted. When we accept, we can finally truly forgive. We can try, finally truly surrender. Acceptance allows us to let go of that unforgiveness. Surrender allows us, I mean, acceptance allows us to surrender into what needs to be moved, what needs to be healed, what truths need to be seen and acknowledged. 
Are you getting the idea here? So just play with this acceptance word. Finally, what acceptance allows us to do in our healing journey is that it opens us up to the unexpected. If we are no, if we aren't accepting the state that we're in, then we're very, we're by definition, we're very closed off. We're not open to receiving the unexpected. Every single one of you listening, right, and and this would be including myself if I re replay this and listen to this. There are many things that we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. If we're not accepting, we're closing off the solutions that we don't know about. The unexpected downloads, the unexpected relationship, the unexpected healer, the unexpected resolution. So in applying acceptance, remember these words, right? Remember forgiveness. Remember surrender. Remember the shadow. Remember the, the elements that deserve to be brought into the light. And then apply this across your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. All right, let's move on to awareness, the second A here. Once we've accepted, now we can go inwards. Now we can bring more specific awareness to what your body, what your mind, what your emotional or spiritual being is asking for. If you have listened to this show for any extended amount of time, you've heard me speak a lot about this, right? This is tuning into your body's wisdom as one example, tuning into the chakras and how they speak to you, right? Tuning into your gut feeling, tuning into what your heart is saying, your heart language. Go back and listen to, actually, I think at the time of this episode, it won't be out, but the episode coming up with uh, Andrea we talk about heart language and heart symbols, right? There, each part of your being speaks, not just your mental mind, but every area, your gut, like I just mentioned, right? Your third eye speaks. After your throat is not just a channel of communication, but it's speaking internally, right? You've heard me speak about the inner child. When we start bringing awareness, we open up your body to give you the answers. Go back and listen to my last solo episode where I talked about the difference between thinking, sensing, intuitive, intuiting, and feeling, right? This is also how your body and your being speaks to you through this awareness. So you just need to start listening. You need to start understanding that this awareness and this communication from your body is coming from a space of love to bring you back into alignment. I'm going to share a resource that I often share here. It's a, a book by Mr. Saya G called Regeneration or Regenerate. It's called Regenerate. And he, in this book, he talks about the new science showing that all of the junk DNA and the space in between the cells in our body, it's not really junk DNA or open space. It's really space full of healing potential. When we bring in awareness and we listen to what our heart says. We listen to what our gut says. We listen to what all of our energy centers are saying. We can start feeling this potential and, and unlocking it. This is your true state. Your true state is regeneration. Your true state is homeostasis. We can start getting there through awareness. 
every any other kind of self-care practice so not just the chakras not just in a child reparenting as you've heard me speak about before on this podcast but any other kind of self-care practice would be a way that we could start bringing in awareness right remember that while we are a human doing most of the time we need to be a human being and that human being works really well by, by bringing awareness into our self-care practices whether it be through getting out in nature, whether it be through, you know, doing more of a feminine energy-esque exercise routine, routine where we're sitting down and just flowing without expending too much energy, whether it is, you know, connecting to food in an intimate way, whether it be through listening to your body's urges to dance and shake, right? All of these would be awareness and how we can start applying this A within these seven A's of healing to our bigger healing journey. Again, and I just mentioned this, but I'll just reiterate this here. Go back and listen to the episode of where I talked about sensing, feeling, intuitive, intuiting, and thinking. Right, This will help you break down how the awareness moves through you in the different ways. Right, There is a difference between thinking. There's a difference between feeling. There's a difference between sensing. And there's a difference between getting intuitive downloads. When we can learn to understand those differences, then we can learn to bring deeper kinds of awareness and thus deeper kinds of healing. All right. Hope that resonates. Hope you're getting, hope you're getting some insight already out of this conversation and applying both acceptance and awareness here. These two are really big, right? You can, I just want to make sure that you're getting this idea that you can apply these to any, any part of your healing journey. All right, let's keep it going. A number three here, probably my favorite one to talk about, to be honest. <laughs> uh, like I said, I think acceptance and awareness are powerful, but this one, this one is energizing. And you'll see why in a second. So that's the third A of Gabor Mate's seven A's of healing that I'm giving my spin on here today is anger and how anger can be a channel and a boat in which more healing can occur and maybe you're listening to this and you're a bit confused by me saying that you're like oh but isn't anger harmful isn't anger something we need to be careful about isn't anger anger something that is too much right a lot of limiting beliefs around anger that come up right yes and no that's what i'll say to that anger we forget that anger like all emotion right has a unhealthy suppressed state it also has an unhealthy rage state so too much anger unbalanced anger in the in the masculine side of things would lead to rage and harm both to yourself and other people but we forget that anger has a beautiful medium ground and that is where this healing side of anger comes in right when we are in a healthy balance with anger it can start to be righteous or truthful anger, I would call it. It is not the anger that is suppressed. Right? Traditional Chinese medicine says that anger is created in the liver and can hold itself in the liver. I would extend it to, it would impact the gut and the solar plexus at large. It's not rageful anger where we take it out on another person, where we might, we might be in a blind sort of state, in a hyper, hyper sympathetic, overly agitated, you know, fight or flight response. No. We are in an anger state which allows us to suppress our truth 
as Mr. Gabor Mate says, it is the point in which we stand up and we respect boundaries, but we say that I matter. Anger allows us to express that I matter. Anger is the space and place in which our truth that we stand for, our confidence, helps us acknowledge that. It heals us when we can release this, right? Because if we're not acknowledging, if we're not acknowledging our anger and acknowledging the truth in our solar plexus, remember the, the solar plexus is also, it, while it's also connected to anger, it's also connected to our truth and what we stand for. It's not a coincidence. It's because anger can be a, a, a dance partner for that truth and, that, and those values, those things that we stand for to be, to be moved through us. When we don't do that, that truth and that value doesn't just disappear. There's a part of us that's longing for it to be expressed. How many of you listening have been in a state where you just, you just can't hold it in? You need to say the thing. And anger is often the way in which we can say that. I, an example I often give that highlights this, think about the last two years of events that we've all been through as a collective with COVID and everything that's been happening in the world. And I would ask you, think about, I'm sure there's been one thing, whether it's been the lockdowns, whether it's been you know, mandates or being separated from loved ones, or maybe even, God forbid, people being passed away, passing away. I'm sure that there's been one situation in which you felt angry. And then I would ask you, what has that anger allowed you to do? For me, that anger has allowed me to speak up for people. That anger has allowed me to talk about topics that usually might have been a bit difficult to talk about. That anger has allowed me to express how I truly feel about important global occurrences. Right? This is not just a COVID thing. This is a way that anger works in general. So we need to be mindful and aim for this, this righteous and truthful anger. It heals us. It helps us release. It helps us let go. It helps us to express the needs and to get answers. Right? Think about why anger is so, is so damaging when we suppress it. It's because anger is very energizing. So look at the opposite of this now. When we can express this anger, now it energizes our truth. It energizes our nature. It energizes everything that we're in alignment with. So this is how anger starts to heal us across mind, body, and spirit. So think about where you can start applying anger, righteous, truthful anger. Where can you stand up for yourself when your doctor says something you don't agree with? Where can you express that, and this is, you know, I'll apply this to trauma, often our traumatic events and the stories we tell ourselves around them hold the resonance of not just guilt or shame or sadness or grief, they often hold anger in many cases. So from a trauma perspective, see that anger is now the gateway in which we can access these other repressed emotions. Use anger in your relationships, not as rage to take it out on someone, but as a way to stand confidently true in the things that make you the sovereign individual in that relationship. Use anger to stand up for your rights, right? Your, your freedoms. And I'm sure you can apply this to 
you know, that freedom element applies to all things, mental, emotional, physical health, spiritual health too, right? So I'll end that one there, but I hope you get the idea with anger, right? Find that balance, aim for that balance. And I'll add one more little tip here. From a chakra perspective, you see that anger resides itself in the solar plexus. And then we express that anger through our voice, the throat chakra. What, as that energy is moving upwards, what is the chakra that's between the throat and the solar plexus? It is the heart. So a little tip here I would give, when you're, if you're worried about expressing your anger to the outside world, make sure that anger is mixed with love as it makes, way, makes its way from the solar plexus up to your throat to be expressed. If you mix your truth defined in the solar plexus with anger and then love and then express it through your throat chakra, you cannot go wrong. How it's received, how it's taken, how it's, how it's you know, perceived, that is on the other person. That is their part of the relationship. As long as the love, the truth, and the energizing anger is there, you've ticked all the boxes. Let's keep it flowing. So we've said acceptance, awareness, anger. Now we are moving on to autonomy. This is another big one. So autonomy, I would connect and relate to self-actualization. I would connect to healthy boundaries and moving beyond dependence and overbearing parents and partners, right? You can see, uh, let me just start with an example here. You can start that, as, you can see that as we, as we evolve as a child, for example, and we have bonded with our mother, our father, and we learn to connect and attach to them, hopefully in a healthy way. And I'll get to that in the next A, but hopefully in a healthy way, we must then self-actualize after that, right? We must gain the connection, understand that it's there to come back to, but then self-actualize so we can take our journey upwards, right? From the root chakra up to the sacral, to abundance, to power, to love, to truth, to seeing, and then to spiritual connection. If we do not self-actualize, if we do not have the healthy boundaries, if we do not move beyond the codependence with the partner or the, or the caregiver, then we do not have the autonomy. You can see how this is a challenge. Again, I would go back and listen to my chakra healing episodes, part one and part two. I would also listen to uh, my inner child episodes, part one and two. You'll see connections here between those two elements. If we are not self-actualized, then we're not going to feel safe and supported and secure and secure within our being. We're going to be constantly looking for it in the external world. Can you see the challenge here? Can you see the 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 infinite state of being, you know, being a victim or being programmable or being dependent? We have our own inner mother, our own inner father, our own sense of safety, security, and support that we find through autonomy. So it's learning to, to move beyond unhealthy attachments. And I'm going to speak about healthy attachments in a second, like I mentioned. But learning that we are our own individual soul. We have soul families and soul contracts, but our soul path is ours alone to walk. 
We need to make mistakes. But if we have overbearing parents, as an example, or overbearing partners, then they're not going to allow us to make mistakes. And mistakes help us grow, right? Mistakes open the door, open the window to the pain teacher coming in. Think of, I want you to, as you're listening, in this state of autonomy, where has the pain teacher come in? But most importantly, where has the pain teacher come in and then taught you something? Where has your pain turned into your purpose? Where has your mess turned into your, to your message? Right? This is what autonomy gives us through mistakes, through pain. It also helps us, like anger, it also helps us define our values, which then, which then leads into an internal, internal space of control, an internal space of safety. Because now we identify as our own individual with own individual values and morals. We also, through autonomy, and this is a sort of practical tip here of how to apply this, we start learning what, what to prioritize and what not to prioritize. We start knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to. If we don't know what our yes is, then we, we say no to everything in the same way. If we don't know what our no is, we say yes to everything. So being autonomous helps us with priorities and helps us get our, our sort of energy in alignment. For example, through my autonomy, I've learned that my priorities are my physical body, right? Nurturing my physical body with movement, nurturing my physical body through healthy, organic food. I have learned that my priorities due to my autonomy, uh, my connection to self and my spiritual meditation practice. I have learned this through my values, through my, my, my autonomized self-actualized self. So now we start to channel our own sense of love based off us and not based off our caregivers, not based off our partners, based off our unique expression. We're not just a talking head. We're not just someone that, and don't get me wrong, there's a, we need this, right? We need teachers, we need coaches, we need parents, we need partners, right? But it, the goal is to not take what they say and then just repeat it. It's to take what they say, add our flair, add our love, add our, add our nuances, and then express it. What am I doing today in this show? Right? I'm taking the beautiful, wise words of Mr. Gabor Mate and his expression, his experiences, his perspectives, and I'm adding my love to it to make something new. This is not a Harrison thing. This is a you thing that you learn from your autonomy. The final thing I'd say here around autonomy is it helps us, and this is something that we conditional loving versus unconditional loving gets a bad rap. But we need to remember that we need to learn to love conditionally before we can love unconditionally. Like I said, we need to learn what our yes is before we say no. We need to know what our no is before we say yes. So by being autonomous, it, it helps us to love conditionally. Think of a teenager who gets out into the world, does all the things, and then realizes, oh, there are some things here I don't like and some things I do like. Then they love from an unconditional space from there. So it, so it helps us, autonomy helps us to love conditionally, to, to love to know what we want in love. And then from that space, once we've set up our priorities, once we've channeled our values through them, then we move to the next expression of love, which is unconditional loving. But we've, we've self-actualized first.
finally, I lied. I'll add one more thing to this because it's a, as you can tell, I'm getting passionate. Again, just another practical tip here around this because I, I stated I wanted to make this practical is we can experiment with autonomy through boundaries, right? Through boundaries with our partners, with our parents, with our friends. And remember that when we set up healthy boundaries, it doesn't mean you don't love the person. It means that you are setting up a healthy love connection, right? I love you and I love myself, right? Remember I before we or we and we before all, right? You need to be autonomous and then connect to the collective and build from there. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that resonates and autonomy is a big one. All right, let's keep it flowing. We've got three more here to hit. I hope these, and you know, if if these resonate deeply and if you ever have any additional questions with these, know that I'm always open on, on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you've connected with me, you can see my email. You can reach out to me on social media with questions about some of these things if you ever want to go deeper. I'll speak about this at the end, but just to, just to put it in here within the recording, you know, always feel that I'm only a message away if some of these things resonate or they don't resonate, you have feedback, et cetera. So the next, the next uh, A, and that flows beautifully on from autonomy, is attachment. Right? And like I said, we need attachment. <laughs> we need the attachment in the beginning to help build our attachment styles. Then we self-actualize and become autonomous. But then we can realize, going back to unconditional love, that we also need healthy attachment in our lives. And the key word here is healthy, healthy loving attachment with the world. We need to learn to distinguish between what is unhealthy and what is healthy. Right? I described that a little bit in autonomy, but let me go into this now. So attachment, going back to childhood, is uh, you know these can be our attachment styles as we grow up. You know, I always forget the exact names. But we have the secure, which is the goal. Then we have the uh, I think the anxious anxious attachment style type. We have the uh, ambivalent. I think is one of them, and there's one other I always forget. But just look up attachment theory, attachment styles, and you'll get the idea of it. And I would also go and listen to my inner child episodes where I talk about inner child healing and you'll get some idea of the inner child needs that would connect to a chat attachment. But put very simply, I would connect the idea of attachment in, as within your healing journey across mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical healing. It's the idea that we are, yes, a spiritual being having a human experience, but we need to remember the human part. And that human animal, the beautiful human animal that we are, works really well in tribes, works really well as part of a collective, works really well being vulnerable and opening up to other people, right? Why are you listening to this podcast? It's because you feel like you're not just you listening to me. Well, and that's tribe, just so you know, a tribe can be two people, but I'm sure you can feel all the other people listening to this, the other community that's building week to week here. And there's an intrinsic, a part of that. And that is the attachment here. It's the healthy attachment. Uh, in the inner child episodes that I just referenced, I talked about the core inner child needs of support, guidance, touch, and nurturing. These I would cover under the umbrella of healthy attachment. We need healthy support from another. We need healthy guidance from another. We need healthy touch and nurturing from another. 
right? These are, they, and they're just so people know that those are practical ways to apply the attachment a of healing through support, through guidance, through touch, through nurturing of both yourself and with other people, right? Healthy connection. This is healthy connection that is not dependent. Now, let me say that again. This is healthy connection that is not dependent. You're not in a codependent relationship where you need, right? You, you, if you cannot survive unless you go to this person, right? You, we've all had these experiences. You can give these needs to yourself, but they are emphasized and enhanced and part of this human experience to be on top of it, right? And they can help us heal. But there's a reason that if you look at the blue zones around the world, uh, a, b- a beautiful book by the same name, Blue Zones by uh, forgetting the author's name, but if you if you just if you look it up, you'll find the author. It's a very popular and uh, powerful resource. These are the areas in the world where the, there are the most highest percentage of centenarians, people that are uh, 90 to 100 over plus years of age. One of the characteristics they all have in common is that they have strong social groups, strong family groups, strong tribal groups. So we need to aim to have this beautiful attachment to these networks. And, and let me make this clear. Yes, I think ultimately we'd love to have the physical connection and you know, I would try to aim for this, even if it's just your family. But I think what Clubhouse and the connection into the into the internet world has shown us over the last couple of years is that we can also feel this attachment across time and space. Right? You listening to my words now, wherever you are in the world, you can feel some love, I'm sure. You can feel this connection. So while I would aim to have some kind of actual face-to-face, physical, skin-to-skin attachment and connection don't underestimate the power of you know energetic across time and space you know just through words just through you know you get the idea just through audio i also want to highlight that in a relationship so in a relationship with a family member in a relationship with a lover a friend the idea is to be sovereign to have two sovereign beings walking hand to hand together in an act of attachment and connection so again, going back to the codependent nature, you're not dependent on each other. You're sovereign in your self-love, in your healing, but you're also holding hands and deciding to step forward together to emphasize and enhance each other. This is going a bit spiritual here. Spiritual here. This is one of the reasons we're here. So the oneness and God, consciousness, divine source can experience itself, right? So love can experience love. This is the attachment healing part here. So it's leaning into this, not backing away from it, learning where there is unhealthy attachment and then filling it with healthy attachment, right? Looking at your relationships, doing an audit, right? This is another practical tip of how to apply this. Where are, where, look at the relationships in your life, across your friends, across your family, across your intimate partners. Where, where can you transform and change the attachment from unhealthy to healthy? Right. And you might need to go back to the other A's here. You might need to self-actualize first and become autonomous. You might, might need to express some of your anger to speak your truth. Right, You might need to bring in some body awareness to work out where it's holding in the system. And you might, might first need to accept so you can release some unforgiveness with either yourself or the person that you're connecting to. So you can see how these all tie together here. 
right? And just and just to be very clear, this is going to impact your physical health. This is going to impact your mental and emotional health, and this will impact your spiritual healing, right? We are holistic beings. We are a system of systems. The way that we do one thing is the way that we do all things. So this works across all spectrums. All right, let's move on. The final two here. The next A in the seven A's of healing that you can apply to your healing journey is assertion. Ms. Gabor Mate describes this, defines this as a state of being. We are who we are, asserting that we innately deserve love. We innately deserve, I would expand this here to say not just love, but we deserve healing. We deserve to get back to that homeostasis and health. We innately deserve it. We assert that this is our birthright. We don't need to do anything. We are enough the way that we are. And if we wish to get back to a state of health, whether it be losing weight, whether it be working through emotional trauma, whether it be moving through mental limiting beliefs, whether it be through integrating some of our shadow aspects into our spiritual health, we are enough in the way that we are and we deserve we deserve to move through these things just because of the fact of who we are. We don't have to prove anything. We don't have to meet any other person's expectations. This is within the sort of masculine and feminine conversation. This is being without action. This is, you could also connect this to the nature of just receiving. So I assert to receive that I am who I am, that I deserve love, that I deserve healing. And I don't need, again, to tick any boxes. I don't need to meet any other person's opinions to do this, to receive, to be aware, to understand. And I want people to, to realize here that being in this state of rest, being in this state of being, being in the state of quote unquote nothing and non-doing, this is healing. We don't just heal by taking action. We also heal by being. We heal by just resting. We know this through sleep. <laughs> we know this through meditation, right? When you get into meditation, you become the observer and just be in the state of non-doing. This is healing. This is the assertion A here. Not hiding. This is just extending this further, right? Not hiding oneself from other people. Being who you are, who you are meant to be, in all your glory, not hiding because you're trying to people please, not hiding because you don't meet other people's views of, of what you should or shouldn't be. You have a right to be here. You have a right to be loved. You have a right to be accepted in your quote-unquote unhealed state and your quote-unquote healed state. You don't have anything to prove, nothing to validate. Right? This is assertion. And it's, it's one thing to understand these words that I'm saying to you. It's a whole other thing to embody it. What does it look like to practice these things? What does it look like to sit down in meditation and just be? What does it look like to, instead of working out, right, expending energy, working in, right, working in to receive? This is what it means to assert all that you are. Okay, I hope this one resonates. I know this one's a bit esoteric and a little bit abstract, but it's if you can get it and embody it, like I just mentioned, 
then it really shifts a lot of things, especially across the spiritual uh, realm of healing. You start to hit on the the other side, the the yin to the yang, but that we almost have. All right. Finally, the last A here in this seven A's of healing journey that we've been on is affirmation. So affirmation is the expression, expressing yourself, the flow of creation. So slightly different to assertion where it's sort of just being and uh, it's a state of being of who we are, innately deserving, not having to do anything. Now this is going back to the yang of now expressing this creation energy. Remember that we are creative beings innately, all of us. We have creation energy inside of us. We are here to co-create with, with the universe, with the, with the world, with the society, the family, the group, whoever we're a part of. It is so now affirmation is expressing that in all the beautiful ways, not just through artistic expression. We know that this is healing, but through any way that we express our creation, right? Through our singing, through our dancing, through our moving. If you're a healer listening to this, it's the act of being with someone to help, help heal them. It's not just asserting and being now, it's now taking within that space of foundation, now expressing now taking the energy and sharing it with the world, having your creation heard through your voice, through your body, through your written word, through your artistic expression, through the people that you've helped. Mr. Paul Check, one of my mentors, he talks about art therapy a lot and talks about the expression of how what art really is when we are artistic. It is, he, he quotes it as love on love, adding love to love. And this really highlights this affirmation healing piece here is that when we are affirming our creative energy, we're adding more love to the reality that is love. So now we are a part of it. Now we are really dancing with the universe, if you want to call it that, dancing with the oneness, dancing with something higher than ourselves. Affirmation is also faith. Faith that connecting this back into your healing journey, that the pain that you are facing has something to teach you. Faith that your answers will provide themselves to you if you truly surrender, going back to acceptance, right? And letting go. If you truly surrender, if you truly are open to receiving the unexpected, affirmation is the faith in which this moves through, right? It's faith that you are a spiritual being having a human experience. It's faith and affirmation that you are on a spiritual awakening journey most of your time through your pain teachers across physical, mental, and emotional uh, healing, right? Awakening to your truth and remembering it. This is affirming that while you are here on this planet Earth, listening to this, that you have many lessons to move through, soul contracts, soul family, soul experiences, and you are a spiritual seeker and warrior. So affirmation within this healing paradigm connects to this, connects to this fundamental truth. So ask yourself, as I'm saying these words, how does this resonate? Right? Where can you apply this affirmation part of the healing journey? Where can you lean back more into faith? 
Where can you lean back more into using your creative energy, right? To really start to heal, right? You're not just doing this for the sake of doing it. You're doing it so you can take a step forward beyond maybe the suffering or the victim mindset. And again, I don't say this to someone who hasn't fallen into this. I say this is someone who constantly falls into this, catches himself. Where can you move beyond the victim mindset into your power, into your potential, affirm this higher creation energy and this faith, and to truly start to heal? I hope that resonates. So with that, that that's the end of all the A's, right? So we had the acceptance, the awareness, the anger, the autonomy, the attachment, the assertion, and the affirmation. Look at how all of these made you feel and where can you start implementing them in your journey today? Share with me your thoughts on this, your questions, your comments, and where you're going to apply these, right? Share with me in either the reviews on, on Spotify or Apple, or maybe reach out to me on, on, on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, apply, share with me how you're going to apply these. Cause I'm really interested. I aimed, I always, cause the reason I talk about this so much, <laughs> I'm always trying to apply these in some way or some form. And they've really helped me. Remember the intention for this episode is to help you connect back into your power and how we do this is through these one of the ways. Okay. So take action. Don't just listen to this podcast, take action on these, on these A's start making a change, start healing because you deserve it. If you ever want to go deeper on these A's of healing, how you can implement them properly, effectively based off your unique situation, then reach out to me for some loving coaching one-on-one support, right? Check out the newsletter and get your free self-love tools. Remember, when you sign up for my news- newsletter, you also go into the prize, into the draw to win prizes for coaching programs that I'm doing and courses that I have. And remember, share this episode if you got some wisdom, some guidance, some love that you feel one of the people that you care about very much, your friends, your family, your lovers can uh, get that same guidance and wisdom as well. But with that, I love you very much. Thank you for listening. I'm wishing you a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm your host, Harrison, here with your, with your episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna, and I'll see you next time here on the show. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. 
Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.